What is up, Fight Fam? From the ever-beautiful City of Angels, this is Cage Free Chicks, a combat sports-centered podcast by women, about women, and for everyone, where we take a look into the world of combat sports through the female lens and discuss how martial arts have helped shape some of the toughest women on the planet. As always, we're your favorite Cage Free Chicks, Nadia and Michelle. For episode eight, we're joined by Cynthia Vance, a remarkably talented filmmaker and storyteller. Cynthia's journey started with making fighter highlight videos on YouTube, and since then has taken her all over the world. Currently, she's the creative director behind Invicta Fighting Championships, an all-women's fighting organization. On May 3rd, Invicta held an historic one-night eight-women tournament for the 115-pound belt. And not only was Cynthia a fundamental part of the tournament's inception and execution, she was on the floor documenting the phenomenal display of female badassery. Cynthia's superpower is being able to capture each fighter's unique personality with the honesty and reverence they deserve. And that allows the fans and the fighters themselves to fall in love with these ladies' stories. Cynthia usually likes to keep a low profile, so it is a huge honor for us that she has trusted us with her story. Enjoy. We are live. Um, well, actually recorded. <laughs> live on recording, as we were taught, is the term, apparently. What is it? Live on recording. Or like live on record or something. Because we're always like, we're live. And then it's like, we're never actually live. Oh, we're live. actually not live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just think that like when people start, they're like, we are live. Anyway. Yeah. We're here with Cynthia. Thanks so much for being here. For sure. Very excited to have this conversation. Um, for the uninitiated, if you wouldn't mind giving us a short little bio about Actually, what you do. And about what I do. <laughs> about yeah. what you do. Yeah. Not about your whole life. You can't like your whole life. You know, like a very bullet points of right, right, right. and then we'll go from there. So I feel like actually a lot of people don't know what I do exactly I in MMA because I kind of kept it low key for a bit. Uh, but mainly I work for Invicta Fighting Championship, which is the all female mixed martial arts promotion. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to knock everything. <laughs> that was just. Um, and I do their social media. I do graphics for them and I do their videos. I pretty much do everything <laughs> online, visual, digital marketing, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. So that awesome Women's Day video. That was me. Or that was my voice too, which a lot of people trip out about. It like it was so well done. Yeah. I, I, I was crying. Yeah. I, I cried multiple times because <laughs> I watched it multiple times. I literally thought of that the day before <laughs> Women's Day because I was like, I need something right. for Women's Day. Mm-hmm. And initially I was going to do that in an accent, which is a terrible, <laughs> idea. terrible idea. What kind of accent? I don't have I cannot reveal. <laughs> I did multiple takes. I was like, this is fucking stupid. Why Can did you do I do this whole show in an accent? Hell, but, um, yeah, that was a terrible idea. I don't know if I was too high or something, but then... Listen to some Morgan Freeman because yeah. he read that, uh, I think for a movie. I don't remember what movie it was. He read that poem. Um, so I tried to mimic, not, not that I tried to mimic Morgan Freeman, but <laughs> just tried to do a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be inspired by him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was very, very it's cool. Good I yeah. get you. Before I go into interviews, I watch um, Kanye West like videos like about him talking about how he's not crazy and how you need to like believe in yourself. And then I watch Conor McGregor videos. And then I watch Sage Northcutt videos to like just add some wholesomeness oh, at the end. So I'm like really amped up, yeah. but then I'm polite and nice. And I'm like, oh, like, what are you talking about? Like, why would I be scared? Sort of thing. It's like, so, just tell like wonder. Yeah. <laughs> so I get it. I yeah. totally get it. Yeah. Um, uh, how did you come to work for Invicta? Great question. Uh, so initially I was hired by one championship. 
Um, and I got my visa approved. I was ready to move to Singapore. And as a last hurrah, I was like, I want to go to Kansas. I was living in Hawaii at the time. I want to go to Kansas and check out like this Invicta thing. I think it was Invicta too. I went to, um, I'd never heard of anything like that. What the fuck is that? So I flew out there on my own dime, checked it out and talked to Shannon. She wanted to hire me. And I was like, this seems a little more cooler and better than one championship, <laughs> you know? I mean, one championship at that time, that was just like their third event as well. They were just yeah. starting. Um, and I was so into it initially. I was like, oh, yeah, like revitalizing Asian mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. Like I'm all for that. But then this was like for women. Right. And that is a rarity in the sport. And I'd never seen like an all-female promotion. So she offered that to me. I thought about it and I was like, fuck fuck Singapore I don't want to do that <laughs> <laughs> I was like 20 like, I won't be able to chew gum like shit <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no it's it, that's a weird place as well no yeah. I love the people there that's but right. yeah. it's, it's a different place um but I was only 22 at the time or 23 I don't remember and that's just too much to be yeah. to yeah. a different country by yourself um so yeah I loved what Invicta was doing and what Shannon was doing and I was like fuck yeah I'm doing doing that yeah. instead that's so. really cool that I'm actually just thought about this right now because you're an Asian woman, you know. So it's like kind of cool that the two avenues were like, yeah, embrace like, yeah. yeah. Which side? Which side? Being a woman, <laughs> I was like, like Asia's pretty good with their mixed martial arts. I know yeah. there's nothing to really help. They're like, that's where like a lot of martial arts come from. You yeah, know? and they one championship has a ton of money. And yeah. you see what they're doing now. The yeah. shows are huge. Yeah. They just opened like a one studio. They're making films, or I don't know. Oh my god, yeah. what level they're on? But <laughs> it's too much. Uh, Invicta was definitely more my my yeah. casing, and I knew with Invicta that I would have creative control to mm-hmm. literally yeah. just do whatever I envisioned. Do videos know? and accents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so initially, I just started as an editor for Shannon. Right. I didn't shoot, mm-hmm. um, but then she uh, put me in a room with Esther and Casey. That was my first time meeting them. I like fangirl. Oh like, yeah, oh my God, <laughs> Esther and Casey. Yeah. Understandable. Um, so we immediately clicked, and since then they kind of helped me grow into more of a filmmaker and photographer how did uh one discover you okay <laughs> Not tracking yes um how did they discover me right so when i first started i was making fan videos mm-hmm. like in high school maybe even middle school i don't know um i was so adamant that i would be able to get hired by making fan videos. I was like, people are going to find me. And like, you know, my college counselor thought I was a fucking idiot. Yeah. She laughed at me. I'm like, huh, what are you doing? I'm like, fuck off. Like, I'm not going to pay $100,000 for film school. It's just yeah. not realistic for me. Same. Um, so, <laughs> the fan videos got a lot of buzz on like, Sure Dog and YouTube. People were sharing them. Nobody knew that I was a chick. I think one time I made a video talking with my face in it and people were like, whoa, like Cynthia Vance, <laughs> how can that be a woman? Like, yeah, it, people were tripping. What um, was your YouTube like? It was Cynthia Vance. It was my, it was my name. Yeah. Yeah. People Other men know. named Cynthia? I, I mean, it was together. Sometimes I'm like, maybe because it was like Cynthia Vance together. No, but, but then still, still like, is still. a very distinct, like, start and finish to both words so so Cynthia's like a very common woman yeah, I don't know. okay people were shocked because yeah. you know honestly all the the fan MMA editors at that time were all men yeah, yeah. um and it wasn't very like women in combat sports were not super yeah that's yeah. not a thing. yeah I mean there's at that time I just knew two people Esther Lynn and Tracy Lee yeah really and that was it Damn. those are two very different people um <laughs> so yeah, uh, Middle Easy, that website mm-hmm. that still kind of exists today, <laughs> found me and wanted to hire me and 
to go out to Singapore and cover Wanna See for oh, them. Okay. So we went to Singapore together. I met Zeus, who used to own the site and run it. Um, we went out there. We got wasted, <laughs> trashed. I covered it. It was awesome. I impressed uh, Victor Kui, who is the CEO, I think, or president. I guess he's like the Dana White. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they wanted to hire me from there. They just loved my work. That's amazing. They loved my fan videos. And I'm sure they also, you know, like thought, oh, a girl is doing this. It's like something fresh and new and like very surprising. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that they never said anything like that but just the fan videos and the buzz that yeah those videos got my videos were i guess a little different a lot of the videos at that time were just new metal and punch face yeah that's about it you know and i tried to really put a piece of me in all of those videos so i think you can tell like the fan like the level of um appreciation that you have for a lot of these fighters and stuff like in your videos yeah for sure i think initially um those videos i made to like inspire me and push me versus mm-hmm. anyone else like i didn't think anyone would really that's yeah, why i first tried the like, best way to like, do it <laughs> yeah i just needed something to motivate me to like go to the gym or something yeah. or, or do martial arts um i have a whole fold like a whole playlist on my youtube channel that's like wisdom and it's like chill sun like hype videos and then there's like <laughs> these like weird like parkour videos of these guys like yes. talking about like dare to like be different like, shit like that. <laughs> I was on and the then that, um what is that movie that hockey movie hockey yeah there's like this hockey like disney movie the mighty ducks no no it's called miracle it's yeah. called miracle and there's like a speech where like the coach comes into the locker room and like gets them all amped up you know and it's it's like amazing and so i'd like watch all these videos fuck you and like go to the gym <laughs> so, so, i get you yeah, yeah exactly need something to know about your videos on it they probably may have been in my playlist you know <laughs> thank you yeah <laughs> um did uh did you like you just said like you basically made these uh videos to kind of hype yourself up mm-hmm. um to go to the gym or like do martial arts so mm-hmm. did you do martial arts yes i did um so when i was about how old was i 19 or 20 uh some local guy asked me like hey like i want you to film my my kickboxing class like i just want you to make a video on it i was like sure were you known as like a videographer like no at the time? not really you just, I, like, mean, I just camera. bought like a rinky dinky camera and was <laughs> going around like i went to a, a local gym and i i lied and said i was a college student and i just needed to film something for a project but i really just wanted to film right. <laughs> <laughs> and i put together a video for them they're like whoa that's so cool i totally lied to them i feel bad about that because um, i was like i can't walk in and be like hey can i just film you guys yeah. like that's kind of weird um but buzz picked up from that and this this local fighter wanted to hire me to make a video for his kickboxing class i go in and it's all women Oh, of like cool. different. It was a women's kickboxing class, um, and I had never seen that like the like a bunch of women training, and also women from right. all walks of life, like yeah. students and moms and wives and working yeah. professionals. Wow. I was like, "Whoa, these ladies look badass!" You know. <laughs> um, so we made a deal where I could train, and then in return, make oh, some videos for him. It's great. Yeah, it was like the best deal, and I just started. I got hooked instantly. Yeah, yeah. Like monetarily, it's probably like so beneficial for you. Like in terms of like the actual time, probably to edit those videos versus how much money you'd be paying to go to the yeah, gym. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Great trade off. Hawaii was was super great because I never paid for any of the training, which is so bad. <laughs> but they cared more so about you showing up. Yeah. Versus getting paid like they wanted dedicated students but anyways that was the first coach I worked with so I did kickboxing with him and then I met his coach who did kempo Mm -hmm. and boxing 
And I really wanted a box. Like, I love boxing ever since I was a kid. Yeah. But he didn't want to train me. And he's like, I'm not going to, who the hell are you? Like, you're some tiny little dweeby freaking <laughs> white kid. Or I mean, half yeah. white kid. You yeah, know, yeah, I yeah. look like skin and bones. Yeah. Um, he's like, well, I'll show up to my Kempo class and I'll train. I'll think about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is Kempo? I have no idea <laughs> what that is. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I go there. I'm like, I don't like this. Like, I did karate for like a month when mm-hmm. I was a kid and I hated it. Cause I was like, what is this big dojo crap? Like, yeah, yeah. You could tell it was one of those schools. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I ended up going, I think it was two or three times a week and I got addicted to Kempo, surprisingly, had no interest in it initially, That's funny. but <laughs> fell in love with it because my coach was so old school and really like put a beating on us. And I don't know why I enjoyed that, but uh, <laughs> we did one class where it was just squats the entire class and nice. it was so brutal and I wanted yeah. to cry, but um, yeah, I fell in love and eventually he started to train me in boxing because he saw how dedicated right. I was, you know? That's so cool. Yeah, it took six months. <laughs> yeah, before he decided, okay, I'll train you in boxing. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And that guy shaped me. Like, he really took someone who was completely unathletic mm-hmm. and turned me into kind of a lethal killing machine. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny little killing machine. Yeah. There was only guys in that class, too. Guys that were double, triple my weight. Yeah, you know? I'm sure, especially in Hawaii. Um, yeah, but it was, it was super fun. And, you know. Where did your um, original interest in like fighting begin like did you watch it like with your dad or something or was I mean, you know, like my parents aren't really into sports mm-hmm. like my dad's into the typical like uh, football or whatever yeah. um but i used to watch a lot of action and martial arts movies okay. with my dad so you know like john claude and dad and mm-hmm. you see stuff like that yeah. and that amazing yeah that kind yeah. of and then also my mom took me i don't remember what the documentary was but when i was super young she took me to see this documentary in japan and muhammad ali was like a a short section in this Mm -hmm. documentary i was like whoa like what is this person who is this like super flamboyant with his words and he's like dancing around and looking all suave um boxing just totally captured my attention Right. Since I was young. And I, I even read like a lot of sports autobiographies, especially of boxers. Yeah. I was just obsessed with it. Like I loved yeah. to figure out what they were thinking and mm-hmm. how they were feeling and all of that. So I guess, I don't know, kind of started with movies and then I just kind of like dived right. in on my own, you know? Yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah. <laughs> um, as a, you know, fellow GSB fan, much like us, uh, how did you, I don't know, like saying like, how did you discover GSB is like such a... Right. Terrible way of asking it. But no. um, I have to like backtrack to how I got into MMA, which was I, well, first it was like I was into boxing and Mm -hmm. then I discovered kickboxing when I saw fights with like uh, Mark Hunt and Mm -hmm. then Kid Yamamoto and then Genki Sudo. And then I found out, oh, Genki Sudo fought in this thing called the UFC. What the hell is that? So I watched that, I watched his fights, and I was like, okay, this is weird. It's in America. And then eventually I found GSP. I don't know how I discovered his first fight. I was just looking up fights or I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I think he fought Jay Heron or I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but I saw that and I was like, whoa, like, and this guy looks super cool and his accent is great. And yeah, <laughs> and he, was just <laughs> yeah. he was just uh, really different. I, I read his story and, uh, you know, watched little pieces on his story. And I, I don't know. I've always been attracted to that story of like, oh, they were bullied and oh, like, yeah. you know, they became a martial artist. Like one of my favorite animes and manga is this one called Hajime no Ippo. 
which is about this like kid in high school who is like a single mom and he gets bullied and then like a boxer sees him get beat up and takes him to a gym and like Amazing. and then he becomes like a professional fighter and um so yeah i feel like gsp kind of has that same mm-hmm. story and yeah and he's just a little weird and that kind of just you know the aliens and dinosaurs yeah. and also oh my like, God. What are serious I- martial artists right. it's what just is, fascinating yeah. to me well, I, yeah, at that time a lot of the fighters had so much character mm-hmm. and personality you know yeah you know? he's well, very typical I guess of like a lot of people in terms of like his other interests and like he's so calm and like chill and like, I don't know yeah, yeah I see it I get it yeah I mean obviously we got <laughs> really yeah. yeah so at that time I don't really remember any other fighter being such a like like I'm a Artists, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. everyone else is kind of like, yeah, Stockton 209, bitch, oh, yeah. or like whatever, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, even in his approach as a martial artist, he's very, I want to say, clinical about it because there's some people that are like, I'm doing this for the art, or like, I'm doing this because you know, discipline, whatever. But he is very, very, I feel like intelligent in his approach. He's like, this is harmful to my health, so I'm going to be very carefully, um, so I'm going to be very careful and I'm going to like. You know, he really is like a student of the game. He like yeah. learns every single thing and movement and just like so obsessively. And yeah. I, I like that about him. His discipline is just crazy and his obsession with just trying to be better and I don't know, perfect oh, yeah. everything. Totally. I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna do gymnastics now and like all of that. And then know? he's so good at gymnastics. Yeah, and then he's like, oh god, so the other day. I'm like, yeah, same dude. Yeah. Like, Come on, you know. Exactly. Yeah, what a beast. He's a different He's a different character and he retired on such a good note. And I was like, after he retired, because I mean, he is the reason why we're friends, you know, um, just like the week after watching videos of him. And, you know, like it's not like he's been around like in this past like few years, not like he's like been actively uh-huh. fighting or anything or anything like that. But there's always that shred of like, oh, yeah, like he can come back, you know, and just seeing him at that press conference being like, it's over, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, no, so depressed. Yeah, it's so... Every day we can be like, what? Like, what world are we living in? I know. It's so sad. I it's just the end of that era. Like, yeah. it was just so fun yeah. to be a fight fan during that. Not that it's not now, but it's that time different. was just different. Yeah. Like, everyone had their disciplines mm-hmm. and people were really good at certain things. Nowadays, like, you know, kids are training MMA at like five years old. It's yeah. kind of gross. My sister tricks me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, damn, like nobody, nobody really has that specific uh, yeah. discipline anymore, which made it fun initially because it was like watching Street Fighter or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? um, it's so funny now meeting people, like meeting newer MMA fans just because it's like, I have to say, oh yeah, I'm from like the G. I became a fan during like the GSP era, and it's like, what is this? Like, what is going on? You know, like, and a lot of people that I talk to now, it's like they've only become fans within the last two or three, you know, years or whatever. Yeah, like, since sure. like Ronda Connor, yeah, 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 sure. time. six years max. Yeah. yeah. So it's weird because they don't have. That sounds so douchey. I was gonna say they don't have like the depth of knowledge. But it's like they don't have <laughs> no, but like um, like they don't have. They weren't around. It's different to go back and watch GSP fights or watch anybody's fights in retrospect, knowing what yeah, happened, knowing the importance yeah, of that. Absolutely. It's another thing to like live through that time. Yeah. Like it's easy for people now to be like, oh, like fuck Ronda or whatever. Like she quit or whatever. It, it's super easy to say that. It's a different thing to be in the moment and feel the energy. You know, that, yeah. I don't know. It's totally different to me. So I know I was there uh, for Ronda's first UFC fight. I flew oh out from Hawaii God. just to be there because I was like, wow, this is yeah. fucking special. And I had the energy in that yeah. arena. I think it was at the Honda Center. It was yeah. like crazy. Yeah. I was like, oh my god it was too much and it's just like liz walking in first like the most badass person and <laughs> it's like damn like double badass yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's and great. that fight was great like yeah delivered it was, and yeah. It was, yeah it was perfect Beautiful. 
So beautiful. Yeah. Oh, those were the days. Um, yeah. You also worked as Rhonda's personal videographer. What was that experience like? How did you get, how did you get there? And then, right. So there was, was this it? guy named Lazy the Savage. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Who worked for Middle Easy and we became buds through that. Um, and he, and I don't know how he ended up like linking up with Rhonda. Cause that who does all, like all of her stuff, right? Yeah. He's yeah. like her content creator. I don't mm. know what he does. Um, but he's an awesome dude. And, uh, yeah, he wasn't available to shoot Rhonda for a couple of camps. And he asked me to do it. He's like, I love your stuff. Like, I know you would kill it. And I was like, of course. Like, Are you sure? Actually, I'm kind of busy. Like, like, sorry. I'm like, you mean me? Um, so, yeah, I was there six days a week wow. for a month. I'm going to have like two, for two camps. It was the Betch Kohea camp. And I don't remember. Was it the Kat Singano camp? Like, when she was at the height of her career. Yeah, those are both career. Such good, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. filmed her training i filmed her doing her i don't know what they were like weird therapy meditative sessions mm-hmm. her massages her swimming like everything oh i was all day with that girl um but it was incredible to be in that same space as someone who's just on some other shit you know yeah, totally. um yeah i don't know did That's, you just shoot like terabytes and terabytes and terabytes? Do you still have them? I don't have that footage. I gave it to them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what she, she. I think she said she wants to like release a documentary at some point yeah. about her life, but they just wanted me to film and nothing else. I was like, okay, that's great. That's easy for me. I don't have to edit. Fantastic. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, you know, I always think I'm always like, oh, it'd be so fun to make a documentary, you know. But then I think about the ratio of stuff you shoot to stuff you use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely overshot, and I, I took advantage of it too because it was a good opportunity for me to get better as a filmmaker yeah. and figure out how to be more creative when you're filming at the same thing over yeah. every yeah, single yeah. day, you know? That's kind um, of a cool learning experience. Yeah. So it was, it was fun and it was long hours, but it yeah. was traveling um, like with her and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. At that time I was living in Compton. So I would commute from Compton all the way up to, uh, Glendale. Yeah. Glendale on that. They gave me a car to borrow, like this little tiny smart car that was like their gym car. And I was like, Eating down the highway, like making on time <laughs> traffic, and that little thing. Like, I'm surprised I didn't die. Um, that thing is scary to drive. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was such an incredible experience. And Rhonda's such an amazing person. She's so humble and actually, like, kind of, I don't want to say she's a boring person, but she really doesn't do much outside right. of her training. She told me, like, yeah. I was like, so what movies do you watch? Or read? She's like, well, I don't really have the attention span to yeah. watch a movie. I just play World of Warcraft. And that's it. <laughs> That's a high key cooler. Yeah, it's like way better. And I get that. Like I was into MMOs at some point too. But um, but yeah, that was that experience. Damn! Wow. Yeah, it's like oh, we have this kind of inside joke. It's like how many episodes can we go without mentioning Rhonda? It is zero. Yeah, I think every episode pretty much would be. Yeah, I mean, you can't deny. Like I know some people you know want to shit on her some for, idiots yeah <laughs> but it's like you can't deny what she accomplished and how she put herself out there she's like i want to fucking make a name for myself i don't give a fuck I'm yeah no totally. do what i need to do to get there and i respect that i don't care like how yeah. people well, it's there, like you know? people wouldn't a lot of these women i mean women wouldn't be fighting in the ufc yes yeah, if, yeah for sure. for her, so. and it's like you know we would talk about this frequently because like much like well, how we can't record an episode without mentioning her, it's impossible to do anything MMA related without mentioning her, like in media. But yeah, we always uh, we often talk about the hate that she's received, and it's like, how can anyone really claim to react differently in that situation? Because the situation that she was in is like unprecedented. Everything that she did was unprecedented. Yeah. So it's like, of course, when you have so much 
you have this entire like world on your shoulders, essentially. And then it gets taken away from you. You lose it. You know, yeah. like it's, it's your fault and no one else's. It's yeah. like, you lose that. Like, I'm sure that just she short circuited like that. You can't just yeah. be sane or like, well, you know, like she could have been humble in defeat. Well, like you try. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she was doing so much. Uh, she had so many obligations at yeah. that point. The amount of media she did was insane. She took the time for everybody. Yeah. So in that fight, was it for Holly home or the Amanda Nunes fight? Like she didn't do any, maybe it was the Amanda Nunes. Oh, yeah. And people were yeah. shitting on her for them. Like, dude, like, do you know she, how much that takes? Like, yeah, she effort. gave so much time before and she doesn't want to do it for this fight. Like, chill out, you know? She, like, she has the right to do that. Yeah. <laughs> she like, doesn't owe you guys <laughs> anything. And she did so much for media yeah. her entire career, you know? Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, yeah. It's like what I, Connor said after um, when Jose got sick or hurt or something when they were supposed to fight the first time. And he's like, do you guys realize, like, I flew from Dublin to New York to LA back to... Back to New York, back then, to Dublin, back to all, like, all over the world. went to Brazil. Went to Brazil, like, yeah. did, did all this stuff. And then he's like, and, you know, I understand that this, these things happen, but at the same time, like, just get on a plane one time. Yeah. Okay? Then try to do it, like, seven times and talk while you're cutting weight, while yeah. you're trying to prepare for something. It's like, guys, like, try to hype it up. And yeah, then you still have the train and all yeah, that. Yeah. 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 I don't know. And so. then also, like, the type of person that she is, you know, that, however people dislike her reaction to her losses it's like if she was not she would not have been able to do what she has done in judo and in mma and now in like pro wrestling if she didn't have that aspect of her personality yeah Yeah. like you have to be like a special bit of crazy to be able to just kick those doors down yeah like she you know reading her autobiography it's like Every single page, there's just some random obstacle. And you're like, oh, when will this end? <laughs> Why can't Rhonda just have like a smooth ride for like 10 minutes? It's just always something. And then, I don't know. Yeah. She's such a perfectionist though. And I really admire that and her dedication, you know? Yeah. And I think like a lot of people underestimate how much effort goes into any, all types of media things. Yes. You know, like I was yeah, even absolutely. thinking about like Instagram model, models. Dare I say models, but influencers. Yeah, influencers. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I get it. Like people shit on them and for, you know, good reason. But at the same time, it's also really hard to make a career off yeah. of validation in that way. You yeah. know, like, and especially when so many people are trying to do that to differentiate yourself and like kind of make yourself stand out. I don't know. And like we're saying about the documentaries and stuff, like just doing any sort of media, there's a lot. The end product is often like one tenth or like one one hundredth of what you've actually all the effort that you've put into it. So yeah, yeah, people don't really give people enough credit for that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, yeah. and especially you know, if, like we know that you like to keep a low profile, but then the fact that like. Maybe this is our presumption. It's like Cynthia deserves just so much more admiration yeah. and like, <laughs> fame and the credit because you do everything. Like you said, you do everything for Invicta on the social media front. And that's like the frontier now mm-hmm. if you want anything done. Mm-hmm. And you're in charge of all of that. And so like this podcast takes effort. I cannot even imagine the scope of work that yeah. you have to do. It's too much. And especially like leading up to this tournament, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I need to get an assistant. I need to. I, yeah, I would prefer social media is not really my thing. Yeah, you know, no, I think this is my first time doing it. I was like, yeah. I don't want to do this again. But um, uh, Invicta needs to help. You know, yeah. I really do enjoy being the. Uh, what, is, what am I trying to say? Is it my turn to Oh, that's gonna be good. Um, to be 
You're like the I create the vision. Yes, you're the curator. Yes, yeah. thank you're the you. curator. Yes, I mean Shannon trusts me so much where she really doesn't approve or disapprove of anything. Like I just make it and I just kind of put it out there. Like she, our trust level is that much. Yeah, because I've been working for Invicta since Invicta three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and now we're on thirty five plus this tournament, so yeah. technically thirty six, but that's not thirty six. Um, no, wait, no, I fucked that up. Sorry, we have thirty four <laughs> this tournament. Yeah, yeah. It's a new series, guys. Yeah, it's yeah. not Invicta 35. So, right. <laughs> but yeah, Phoenix Rising, Phoenix Rising series. Yeah. Did you pick that name? No, I did not. Because <laughs> I was like, you're X Men. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, that's all Shannon's. Thank you. Yeah. You know. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes sense that you know she should trust you so much because Invicta just as an organization has its own really like quirky, endearing personality, and then like you're a very you know, unique person. So it's like, and Shannon is a very unique person. Also, yeah. didn't she get into, maybe I'm going, maybe I'm writing her biography. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that she got into mixed martial, like into martial arts by watching movies and stuff yeah, like that's that. What she so, said. yeah. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> makes that's sense. Great, yeah. Like yeah. minds. And then just the, the presentation of Invicta, like you can tell there's like, there's a lot of storytelling. There's a lot of. For sure. And that was. You know, that started because of Esther and Casey. They were the first ones that were hired by Shannon at Invicta yeah. One. And they created the initial vision of how um, it should look and all yeah. of that. Uh, then I, enjoy- I joined in and we became like a team. And then uh, eventually they left yeah. and I was left there. So I just wanted to like carry yeah. on the torch, you know. That's so awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like equally hard, you know, like to, to create a vision or something, you know, and then equally as hard to keep that consistent yeah and keep going and then i don't know like i feel like you you do add your own brand of yeah point of view to it as well like from the limited time we have known you like you have a very specific direction and like vision that you have and yeah i mean the problem like we all know mma is extremely misogynistic Mm -hmm. and it's just run by a bunch of dudes and when you throw women in the mix their perspective on it is yeah. sometimes not the best, oh, yeah. you know? It's always like, okay, hot chick, hot chick fights, you know? And yeah. I'm just like, oh God, like... It's like, this isn't love wrestling. Yeah, this is not <laughs> that, you know? Like, I grew up watching WWE and there was that era where it was like, yeah, mud wrestling and lingerie matches and all of that hmm. bullshit. This is not that, you know? Yeah. And I get upset that we're still promoting women that way yeah. in this sport. Like, still, like, even after we've had Ronda and Yohan, they're still doing it. Um, yeah. So I feel like it's it's really important for me and why I still stay in this sport is because there's not a lot of women working mm-hmm. in it. And especially not a lot of women that are working on that side of, like, the creative, yeah. creative side. On the branding. Because, I mean, yeah. it's still very important. You know, like, we, we talked about it with Mark, is that no matter how talented of a fighter you may be or whatever, like, you got to create kind of a a persona yeah to mediate like yourself and the audience and yeah like some people don't know how to do it so yeah do you often have you ever felt like you kind of had to pick up the slack a little bit for a fighter just to kind of push the personality a little bit more in like yeah not necessarily pick up the slack but um I think a lot of the the girls, you know, initially they're just like, oh, I'm not hot or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. Like, that means absolutely You can kill people you with your hands. Yeah, like who, they're just so pressured by that. Yeah. Um, but what we always pride ourselves uh, in at Evicta is that we always push personality over everything. And a lot of the girls don't think that they have personality. I'm like, what, you're like the funniest chick or like, what, you're like a super gamer, like Jin. For the yeah. longest time, I didn't know she was a hardcore gamer. And right. then I don't remember how I found that out. And I was like, dude, you're like a super hardcore gamer. Why yeah. are you not on Twitch? You can have like a gajillion yeah, followers yeah. and be going to E3. You're crazy, you know? Um, 
all of these girls have incredible stories and incredible personalities. And we always show that, like you see it on our Instagram yeah. when we post the photos of them and all of that. We promote all of them equally and fairly. Like I try to as much as possible. It, it, which, yeah, you yeah, succeed. Which is one of the reasons why I didn't want to share like that I do social media for Victor because I don't want people to I don't like know. try and like I don't you have nothing to be yeah but I try so yeah, yeah. hard to be equal and yeah. fair um, yeah. and just promote the girls as who they are and they're all so special you know so that's yeah that's one thing we talk about and like obviously the reason why we wanted to start this podcast is like we were sitting there one time and I was saying I was thinking like why don't people like like why don't people watch fighting you know I don't I, to me obviously I can't understand and I think some people only see it for the one-dimensional the like blood. violence yeah. and that sort yeah. of thing but then you know i've we've seen it in our friends who come over and like once they kind of know something about you know for example like sabina Mazza, we had her on the show and all of our friends listened to it and then a lot of our friends came over to watch her fight and people that you would have never expected were like biting their nails and like holding their hair like oh my god like yeah. just because they know that person's story more and i'm yeah. like yeah you know the more and more you kind of tell these people's stories the more emotionally connected like you're saying it's really hard for you to now watch it because you have some sort of personal connection to all these people and you know yeah. their stories and know what they're fighting for yeah. so yeah so fascinating and important to even like my mom after the sabina episode i knew she was gonna watch fights because her and my dad were like traveling for business and she's like when is she fighting like what time i mean like i told her but it's crazy like you said like these people have such insane personalities because again like you have to be a certain brand of like weird and unique yes. to be able to do this and it's very sad that these women don't think that even more so for women like for men it's i mean like you know back in the day women were making nothing yeah yeah you know a hundred bucks if they were lucky like i talked to so many women that were fighting in the 90s and so early sad. 2000s you know yeah. in barnyards and high schools and bars and just crazy yeah. shit yeah. you know and i'm like why did you do that right. like why 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 put yourself in that right. you yeah. do have to be a little crazy yeah um but i respect that and i've filmed other things as well but there's nothing like martial arts and oh, yeah. fighting like it's just yeah. so raw and real and, you know, I've shared some tears with these ladies, you know, people get super personal with me. I don't know why I have that face that people just want to yeah. get all like super duper personal. I've made so many people cry in interviews. <laughs> I feel so bad about it. But yeah. um, I, I just really respect all these girls. And I just feel like it's so important to showcase them as who they are, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, versus who they think society or whatever you know and it's like people's like why would a woman need to fight why well why would anyone need to fight and then like there's a bunch of fighting philosophical content out there and then it's like why would women want to do it but then the people that ask that question like never actually take the second to listen to them Mm -hmm. and i'm sure that's why you know the female fighters open up to you because you're actually asking them like but yeah you know one of the reasons why i fell in love with mma is because back in the day they used to do more storytelling mm-hmm. and i feel like that's not prominent anymore yeah um the ufc is just turning fights out like it's nothing so, like every day there's a fight yeah, <laughs> yeah. back in the day they had like the UFC prime times well, and like yeah. that blood was oh, yeah, even like Dream and Pride were just putting out some crazy yes. promos and K1 too that's why I got obsessed with like Genki Suda and stuff mm-hmm. like whoa like your promos are really yeah. crazy and then you're promoting this guy's like he loves to dance and you're letting him do his dancing entrance you know yeah. that's awesome yeah um so I try to bring that same energy to the stuff that I do for Invicta because 
God damn it, why is there no storytelling anymore? Yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. I feel like it's like really like on the, um, I'm thinking about uh, Will Harris with Anatomy of a Fighter. Like I'm just thinking about like maybe it's that there's so many fighters. I mean, this is like a really lazy excuse, but there's so many fighters that there's no way that like a very professional like media company, unless you hire up like, a third party you know, team where it's like that's their primary job. Yeah. It's kind of impossible to talk. I'm thinking if you just think of like only the UFC, they have like 500 fighters. Or something, yeah. It's like that's a lot of people to cover um, because we always wonder too. We're just like, why don't they just tell the stories like it yeah. seems like you would sell more tickets and paper books yeah. or whatever if you just told their stories yeah it's like it's the, the scaling and the size of it is that yeah. at a certain point it's just i understand i don't know because it allows like for actual passionate storytellers to yeah. to like find like, the stories but yeah and it also puts the onus on them to go out yeah. there and do it yeah that's not i mean I've kind of fallen out of love with MMA or it's mainly like the UFC because yeah. of that, like the yeah. lack of storytelling. There's so many people and I'm like, why? Yeah. I, for me, the fighting alone isn't enough. Like yeah. the fight alone. Yeah. I don't and care. Then, yeah. I want to know who you are outside. Like, why do you do this? Yeah. You know, what? like, what are you doing this for? Um, I feel like it kind of sucks too because, I mean, like as a fan, like I read all the Reddit forums and do all this stuff. And so I like know about most of yeah. these people, you know, but it's like, I get it. It's really hard for every person to do that and especially when there's fights like every yeah. single weekend yeah. it just feels like it's like it feels like a, like a puppy mill kind of it's yeah. just like we just yeah. need to put this shit out like you know yeah, watch I don't the like that the UFC is trying to make it like like basketball or, yeah. you know, it, it can't be that it can't be. it's, it's fighting yeah. <laughs> it's fighting like it's, it just can't be this like weekly thing that you can watch yeah. in my yeah. opinion even then like, it's just like too much there's too much MMA out there too yeah, yeah. How, do, how do people yesterday there were like four different promotions yeah. going you know uh, and we try to you know, keep up with a lot of this thing, especially for the podcast, like just to be in the know, like a little bit more than we normally do. But still, it's it's too much. I have to have all these allegiances. Like I was thinking, like wouldn't it be nice? This is such a first world problem. But like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I want to watch Bellator. I want to watch the UFC at the same time. I want to passively watch them both. I'll that way, I can switch my like. And that's my, what I was doing with Casey yesterday. And I was like, and I was like stone. I was maybe a little too. Stoned. I was like, yeah. dude, this is like too much action yeah. and screens. Like I'm stressed out. This yeah. is just it's overwhelming. Yeah. Like I can't watch Bellator and UFC at the yeah. same time. You know, because you kind of need to follow. I don't know. It's not like other sports. Like we used to watch. We used to friends over and we'd have the UFC on like the TV and this is like back on on the Fox app back back on Fox and so we'd have the UFC as like the main screen and in the corner football right and so then when there'd be a commercial on the fights we would switch to the (laughs) to the the or we'd have like a laptop open and like have something else like another sporting thing playing just but like, goddamn, how many screens do you need? Yeah, <laughs> you know? it's, it's just like much. embedded in my head, please. Like, can we get to that point? Switch to where action is happening. Yeah. Yeah. There's been times where we had like four screens out. It's like, what are we doing? Like, are we even paying attention? To no, it's like boxing and AOC and yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, I guess that's kind of good. It means that like people are paying attention. Maybe I mean I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope yesterday I was just like, this is too many screens. I, know, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I was yeah, just yelling yeah, yeah, like, at Casey and I'm like, I'm so stressed. Like, I can't pay attention to anything. Um, but uh. Just going back a little bit to mm-hmm. how you were saying with, you know, the bigger the sport grows and like with the UFC and like Bellator, it's becoming harder for them to keep up with keep up with all the fighters and like differentiate and give each person the reverence that they deserve mm-hmm. as an individual. Um, I want to say that I really like how all of the Invicta f- uh, pictures that you guys take like before the fights, mm-hmm. it's like there's a different theme each uh-huh. time. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. And I understand why bigger organizations can't really dedicate the time to like, because at that point, like they got to just stamp it out. Yeah. But because Invicta is like it's a different. darling oasis yeah. and all of this, I don't know, new mainstream era that we live in. And then you, you guys take the time to give, I love that. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
not to make more re- wrestling references, but we're kind of like an indie promotion in that yeah. sense, you know, that we like everything. It's, it's a small staff running this show. Like nobody believes it when I tell them. And they're like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> and we, all of us are just, it's just pure passion from all of this stuff. Yeah. Like we do it because we love it. And every time I'm there at Fight Week, I'm reminded why I love to work for Invicta because the women are just so incredible. And I'm proud to be a part of a promotion where the president is a female and like, yeah. I'm a female bossing around a bunch of dudes. Like that, you know? it's, it's great. And yeah. I, yeah. And even with the photos, um, you know, we've been trying to, Esther started that, like yeah. just to show she's so great at showing people's personalities through photos. And, and I just wanted to continue that with whatever photographer, you know, yeah, we decided to hire. So no, it's it, important. Yeah. It's yeah. It doesn't have to just be fighting and like, Oh, fist pose. Like this yeah. just, you yeah. can tell a story even through just a photo. Yeah. And, but, but even, you know, they probably appreciate the fact that like as a creative director, that's what it's, you are, you know, that it, a woman is kind of helping tell the stories because you, you know, what, you, what they're thinking you know like they're, you're they're woman, like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah i definitely Weird. had several fighters come up to me and, and just like just appreciate they appreciate yeah. us so much especially what i do and yeah yeah the fact that i am a woman it, yeah there's, there's like, like some there's gonna be some bond, you yeah know? can't help yeah. it um I, mean, I get it i get what they're going through yeah you know, I it's like, like to get your period and like <laughs> exactly. you know train on your period or oh, I don't know why am I saying period so much? <laughs> no. Oh no, we've but yeah, yeah. Um, we've talked about periods. Our topic with the show is that uh, we we can talk about getting kicked in the face and having your period. The duality. Yeah, it's but, cool. I, was trying, I can't know why I can't think about our bonds. I'm just thinking of period stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's the ball. It's not crazy bond, too, but it's just for bonding through blood. But like, it's yeah. just universally. Yeah. That's like, oh, how do you know that you were a woman? <laughs> you were a period. Yeah. But I get it, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm also gay and, mm-hmm. and, you know, a woman of color and all of that. And I, I get it for all these reasons. Yeah. Like, yeah. I understand what you're going through. And, uh, you know, I'm also from Asia and I grew up in Hawaii. So when we have those fighters come through, they immediately latch on to like Mizuki and I are like fucking homies. <laughs> and all the Hawaiian girls that pass through. Like, yeah. I went to high school with Rachel Ostich. Oh, my God. She's just a year younger than me, but we graduated from the same high school. I remember her in high school and, you know, Raquel, I used to take oh. her conditioning classes. Like, That's so funny. I can't help but be a little bit well i mean hey yeah there's not really like a kind of a regional association with fighting much like all other team sports you know because it's like oh except for brazil well the fans make it their own but they're really i feel like a lot of the other sports they do depend on like there's club affiliation yeah. and there's like country affiliation yeah. or state whatever but with fighting like you really gotta make your own association in that way so like yeah of course you would be partial to hawaiian fighters it like makes yeah, sense for sure and i mean like in hawaii it's like two degrees of separation with everybody like yeah, it's not like Kylan current I, yeah. I just interviewed her a couple days ago i don't really know her that well but her husband who's a server like his sister went to my high school i know her like it's just like we're not that far off yeah. you know like we all have we're all connected some way so it yeah, Hawaii is a special place. And the fighters, I mean, you know, you guys know, you yeah. see people like Max and Ilima, like, yeah, and Raquel. Ilima. Yeah. And I, ugh, Ilima, I can't, like, I've said too many good things about Ilima, you know? <laughs> She's such an amazing person. Um, a beautiful savage. <laughs> yeah, she's so humble, loves to drink. Yeah. She's just, uh, yeah, she's just a like, woman. she's a, <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> like such a, she feels like such a homie. Yeah. Like, sorry, Ilima. <laughs> I don't want to say familiar, but, yeah. So nice. Yeah. Um, Everyone's like one big, happy family. Yes. She's like awesome. You can't help it. Like I've cried so many times watching Raquel fight and stuff oh. like that because I've known her for so long. Yeah. Like her last fight in Invicta, Invicta 25. It was oh my god, I was like crying like, so much. 
And yeah. afterwards, she came up to me after she lost. Um, she was like, I'm so sorry. She came up to me and said, I'm like, well, why are you so crazy? You're so crazy. Like, yeah. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> you like went out there. Yeah. yeah. Hawaii has such a, like, one of my projects that I would really love to do is to cover Hawaiian fighters mm-hmm. and the history of that. Raquel has been pushing me to to do that. Um, I just haven't found the time and I need to do money yeah. and funding and all of that. But yeah. that's definitely high on my list of projects to that would do. Be amazing. Yeah. If you need a producer, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to cover Elima and Max. I mean, yeah. we have two Hawaiian champions. I was about to say that it. it's like a fighting nation so because I don't view Hawaii as like a state. You know, it's like <laughs> no, it's, a yeah, different, it's not a state, yeah. but it's like it would be interesting and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's in their culture and then also like, I don't know if it's island fear, but everyone wants to fight on that island. Yeah, like, I saw so many fights at school yeah. and <laughs> stuff like that. Everyone's been in a scrap, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, because you know, like cl- close proximity. Yeah. And breeds kind of tension and yeah. being on a small island. Well, yeah. It's also like white men coming to you're just kind of living there and your paradise yeah. and then people are like so this is how we're gonna do things now yeah no yeah. of course it breeds a certain i want to say like rebelliousness but a certain like desire to i don't know what it is there's such a yin and yang in hawaii like it's so beautiful and like yeah, peaceful, peaceful <laughs> but then not really people like to get really fucking drunk at shows oh, yeah, and yeah. people are like yeah. I would go to wrestling shows and people are trying to fight with Triple H from the crowd like oh bro like come at me I'm like Triple H I take you and I'm like what the hell are you You're doing like, gonna die. that's like at every show though you know it's I like just, that it's, let's call it passion <laughs> maybe I guess it's a nice way of putting it yeah but, yeah no, that's amazing. Yeah. There was something I was going to ask you, but now I forgot. I know. I, 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 have like, I have like three things and I'm like, I emotionally, I know where I want to go. But then I'm like, what are my words <laughs> to get to that okay. point? Maybe I'm overstepping, but like Esther's like a mentor to you. you yeah. Know? yeah. And I just wanted to ask me, what is it like being, because we obviously idolize Esther. I think yes, everyone at the table does. Now down to Esther. Yes. Best photos in the game. When last night we were like watching boxing and the credits were coming up after the show, and it was like photography by Esther. Oh, Esther, amazing! Yeah, like, yeah. Esther's yeah. the best. Um, what has it been like? You know, learning from you. I feel like you're very lucky in that way, where it's like yeah. you're learning from the like the goat. goat. You know, yeah. like freaking Floyd knows who she is. Like everybody knows who she is. Yeah. Like during broadcast, I literally look for her. Oh, Esther, amazing! You know, so yeah. What has that been like? Like, what have you learned from her? And, that's Man, I'm so fortunate to have met them and that we just instantly clicked and yeah. that they decided, both of them, Esther and Casey, have taken me under their wing. Like, Casey has taught bit. me so much about filmmaking and Esther has taught me so much about photography. Like, initially, yeah. I didn't really have a strong interest in photography at all. Mm-hmm. I was just obsessed with film. Yeah. Um, my mom did photography. Uh, she was really into it, but yeah, besides that, not really. Um, but she decided to take a chance on me and asked me to be her assistant at the Showtime shows. Okay. Um, so I would just edit photos for her. Uh-huh. Um, but then she was like, oh, you want to take photos backstage? I'm like, fuck, yeah, I do. And then, I don't know, they weren't too shabby. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then we got to shoot amazing shows together. Like, so we cool. shot, fuck, we've shot every Mayweather, Mayweather, yeah, Mayweather, McGregor, Mayweather, yeah. Pacquiao. Literally, when I think Canelo, of this is, like, this is like me like praising you. But when I think of like Maymac, just as an event, I think of like this photo that you have of Connor. That's just, I don't know. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why. So yeah. I just no, know that, it's imprinted in my mind forever. That so. event, like Scott Hirano, who's another amazing yeah. photographer. Oh, the three too. of us, you know, we call ourselves, it's so racist and terrible. I'm so sorry. Guys. We call <laughs> ourselves the Ching Chong Chang game, which is so hard. <laughs> but we're just taking it back. <laughs> we're all um, for it here. Yeah, <laughs> we're just taking it back. We're all Asian. That's it's cool. It's yeah. fine. Um, anyways, we, we were just so in sync at that event. <laughs> Like we fucking killed it. Yeah, like yeah. we were so proud of. Them. We fought so hard. I had the flu that week. Like I was You're dying. Like, Look, I'm gonna be there. <laughs> we were like I fucking jumped security barriers. Like you have to fight for your shots yeah. at boxing. There's no bigger rush than shooting a boxing event as yeah. a photographer. And I'm lucky. I'm so tiny. <laughs> I would literally crawl between people's legs what? like to get my shot. And people would look down at me and be like, oh, it's a tiny girl. I'm like, oh, I'm sure if I was some big ass, like six foot dude, they would not let me pass. Yeah. yeah I mean, we need to make you like a fake, like student. I just thought of this right now because you're like a tiny woman. Like, I feel like, um, we need to make you like a fake like student ID or something. So, <laughs> I you, know. like, so you can like get into places, you know, I like I'm pass. a student, like, I, like yeah. going back to lying about being in college, like you can yeah. just continue this. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, back to praising Esther though. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was getting sidetracked. Um, yeah, I'm just so lucky that I don't know why they were so nice to me. Yeah. And, you know, we were even roommates and we're kind of roommates now. And, you know, they've just done so much for me and helped me grow so much. Um, like I can't thank them enough. And to work with someone like Esther, there's not that many w- women working in this field. Yeah. And people, you know, when you go to a Showtime event with her, people fucking love Esther. Yeah. Like, cause she's so like, Oddly enough, she's so soft-spoken and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like fuck, where's that coming from now? Um, but, but yeah, no, I just can't thank her enough. And I've grown so much as a photographer and learned so much from her and Scott working side-by-side side with them. And the fact that she trusts me to shoot something yeah. so big and epic, like yeah. Pacquiao Mayweather. And I cannot even imagine, like, that Mayweather. energy. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. it's just... It's insane. Crazy. Um, I'm grateful. And, yeah, I hope we get to shoot more stuff together. And it's kind of cool that you could be, like you know, your original interest in all this was boxing. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it's like amazing oh, to be able to go and see like circle Floyd, yeah. two feet away from you. It's like, yeah. it's like we were shooting Wilder Fury too. And that, <sighs> that fight week was just that yeah. fight. Like everything, everything. was just too much. Um, yeah. I just feel so fortunate, especially as like a huge boxing fan. I grew up like reading ring magazine and I read like a bunch of sports autobiographies and documentaries yeah, I was yeah. just obsessed with boxing I, there's something very classic and yeah yeah I don't know what it is like I love my favorite boxers uh Smoke and Joe Frazier and mm-hmm. he's like just humble dude like from the south yeah and just I, I just love it I actually yeah my favorite boxer is not Muhammad Ali it's it's Joe Frazier yeah because yeah. he yeah. I can beat him too people forget about that yeah <laughs> um, so yeah no. Praise Esther. I'm sure people who are listening are going to get tired of hearing about Rhonda and Esther. So, but, um, like both of our computer wallpapers are Esther photos, and we didn't know that we uh, we set them completely without even confirming. Because oh, really? <laughs> I set I set mine like yeah, the day so after <laughs> the Holly fight because uh-huh. I was like, what? Well. I told this, I, I tweeted this at Esther because I'm like, oh, senpai notice me. <laughs> and she does. Like, whenever, whenever there's a notification, like, oh, Esther, Lynn liked her thing or like responded or retweeted, I was just like, oh, senpai. <laughs> senpai. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. But because hmm, it's very emotionally hard fight for me to even think about. Yeah. But when I saw that picture and it's it, for those of you that don't know it, um, at the end of the fight, Rhonda standing there dejected and Herb Dean is right before he raises Holly's hand. And she's so happy. Like I saw that picture and something in me like, 
clicked or I, I don't know what happened, but I had a very strong emotional response to it. So I said it as my background, kind of as a reminder too. Yeah. Mine is not that profound. Just Connor <laughs> with, with both belts. And so I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, man, what a G. Happy moment. But yeah, she's incredible. And like, yeah, it's no. so cool that you get to learn from like, like said, the goat, you know? Yeah. And I mean, initially when I first started working with her at Invicta, I was just like, I was so excited to just be like holding a reflector for us. Oh, yeah. like, oh my God, like I'm holding a reflector for the goat. I'm doing it by Esther. I was so happy to be part of it because initially I found out about them. They did this, um, it's like a little mini doc. I can't, I think it's called like Tokyo Days or something. Mm-hmm. Like Casey put together this piece with Ariel and their like mm-hmm. time in Tokyo in anime. Oh, and, I really, cool. and it was like Esther's photos and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, who are these people? Like they're yeah. doing something so different in anime. Yeah. I've never seen anything yeah. like what Casey puts out and what Esther shoots. Like um, there, yeah. it's just different, you know? And that's why yeah. I think we click so much. We like a lot of the same movies and stuff like that, you know? We just, it's just a different approach versus fucking explosions and cages. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Because, like, uh, there's more to it, too. Yeah, it's not just, yeah. like, it's, it's not just, like, just very that. expected, like, like you said, explosions and new metal. Like, yeah, new also, metal, like, yeah. uh, face to pain, like, love yeah. that song. <laughs> but, but put that song on, literally, we started to work out yesterday, it was so brutal, and that song came on, and I was like, there's a time and place for that but yeah it's like you know we've been basically saying this entire time Um, there's a lot more to it yeah no for sure and esther like i i don't want to say it's because we're women or whatever Mm -hmm. but i mean she brings it's same for me i feel like both of us bring just a different i don't know what it is a different feel a different perspective yeah i guess maybe because we're just such emotional creatures like we're always crying at the events you know esther's always crying at like a lot of the events she shoots she's always telling me that you know um well i mean i get it because it's such an emotional it is people think like oh fighting physical like a lot of it is very emotional and just like the energy not expenditure, but the energy exchange, exchange that happens. Even there we go. Well, like you were saying, like you have to like fight for your shot at boxing. It's like really funny. You know? oh You're ca- trying to capture motion and like a physical intimacy between two people that no one in the world else will understand yeah. but those two people. And then you have to like fight. Yeah. Boxing is crazy because every the broadcast, the promoters, yeah. the fighters, they all have their own photographers, you know? So it's like, like, there's an easier way. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're all just fighting for the same dumb shot, yeah. but it's, yeah. it's great. I well, like for that shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah bring it in. Like, <laughs> there's this great photo that Scott took of me. I think it was the first day of uh, Mayweather McGregor, and they're doing the press conference outside in Vegas. It's mm-hmm. hot as fuck. Oh, gosh. But somehow... Mayweather's entourage is like coming in to go to the press conference and Connor's entourage is like leaving and they like cross paths and I'm like right in the middle of it. So there's this great photo that Scott took of me of me getting smashed by like Mayweather's bodyguards and Mayweather's like right behind me like yelling at Connor. I need to find them. Perhaps there will be a new background (laughs) on my computer. I'm actually smiling. We're going to update our pitch deck and and we'll put that photo of you in there because we have a photo of Esther and she's like on like a raft. So crazy. Were you like, there during not during no when she climbed the rafters? Yeah. No, but, but, I, but just I your point, yeah. like, then I wouldn't have I wouldn't have shot whatever I was supposed to be shooting. But like, oh my god, that's <laughs> like, that's but it's like to your point, you know? Yeah. Like, you have to. She had to climb literally on the ceiling to like get a photo. <laughs> but yeah. I also like how Floyd is also like, hey guys, give like let Esther do her thing. <laughs> like, yeah, the, you know he he has his own demons and yeah, has yeah. histories, but like that, I think that speaks also to like who Esther is. Yeah. And, you gotta that, respect. Yeah, but this I think man, there is something about like a woman, like uh, we've um, we're beating a horse to death, I guess, on the show talking about this. But you know, like we always 
one observation that we have made is that in a way, like being a woman in this very male dominated sport is kind of seems like it's kind of helpful, you know, just yeah, because it's like edge. if you were a man and you looked at if everything about you was the same, but you were a man, you probably would not have gotten the opportunities that you got that you have in, in some ways, maybe. Or, you know, like people would have like probably pushed you out of the way more, you know, like you wouldn't have been crawling on the ground. People would have like probably stopped you. But yeah. Yeah. You know, instead of like yeah, looking yeah. down and being like, oh, like whatever, you yeah, know, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And, and the, well, you know, like we, we said previously, like the fighters that have connected with you and opened up with you, like they probably might've felt a little bit of a hesitancy yeah. there. Yeah. So it's like, it's like all the little right things that had to have happened. For sure. I guess on the flip side is that like, you know, both of us, Esther and I, I'm sure Esther has like, you just have to put up a lot of crap. You oh, know? Yeah. To, yeah. And that's why you really have to love working in MMA because there is a dark side to it. There's yeah. not a lot of good things. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say there's not a lot of good things. There yeah. are good things. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. everything has a yeah, light yeah. and a dark. Um, what, what was, I guess, briefly, if I don't know, your experience like with dealing with, you know, People thinking that because you're a girl, you kind of don't really deserve to be here. Or have you had experiences like that? Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Um, well, no, I mean, initially when I was doing the fat race, like everyone just thought like. You were. I mean, I don't want to. No, that like I was a groupie hoe, you know, oh. like, oh, like I just want to sleep with the fighter. That's why I made you're these like, videos. I'm like, really? guys, like, yeah, no, <laughs> like jokes on me. Cool, but. Yeah, that, dealing with a lot of that and. Uh, like I've had some not so great experiences with some fighters, you know, you just, you see their dark sides and they're, mm. when they're like super down and all of that. Um, yeah, it's tough. I'm, wait, what was the question? I'm losing my head. Yeah, um, like, what, what kind of has your experience been like being a woman in a male dominated world? Have you, like what, what we're talking about was with Karen, like people think that she's just like some token girl mm. that she doesn't know what she's talking about. Like she doesn't, mm. she's not qualified to be there just because she's a woman. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, you definitely have to put up with a lot of yeah. mansplaining and people oh, yeah. don't think I know how to do my job. And What's the worst kind of mansplaining that have happened to you? I mean, it's usually just like technical stuff. I'm like, I know how to do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you not tell me how to do my job? Or like, even if it's something like white balancing or something, like, I oh know about this, please stop. Like, um, <laughs> you're like, did they, do you think that they just like found you on the street? Yeah. Mark? You're like, what is that? Yeah, like, how have you done? Yeah. Your entire career up until this point, if they're like, oh, so you press here, this is the like yeah. shutter button. Like, there are these guys that, like, they know I film Invicta. Like, they see me. I'm at the event running around. They the see your yeah. product. And they're like, can Cynthia actually make this video? Like, I don't know. Because my my guy that works under me, like, he wasn't available to do it. And I was like, yeah, I can put it together. Like, but can Cynthia do it? I'm like, what do you think I do around here? Like running around with a camera at the event. Come on. It's like the reason why yeah. I have this job is because I learned how to put things together. <laughs> it's like, it's just, yeah. It's a lot of that. And yeah. I mean, the hard is. part is just, yeah. Just putting up with like men. Yeah. But just, that's the reality. Like, yeah. And just the way that men still promote women to this day frustrates me yeah. so much. I think that's the thing that pisses me off the most besides like, you know, dudes harassing me or whatever. Like, that's whatever the fuck. But no, just, just like, men still making the same mistakes. Like, right. having not learned by what we're doing or whatever. Like, yeah. is he still doing hot chick fights? Yeah. I mean, that make no sense, you know? It's like, yeah. come on, man. Like, well, I guess on, to play a little devil's advocate, mm -hmm. is that I agree with you 
that the initial promotion shouldn't really be based on like these are women and like obviously they're Oops. athletes so like <laughs> yeah yeah they're gonna have really great bodies and just they're gonna look good right yeah um but i don't i feel like some of the women like don't really mind maybe they actually like they, they find no yeah for sure we have empowering. a few of those in invicta and i like seeing more Rachel Rachel yeah. pearl gonzalez yes. i love pearl like yeah. if that's your thing yeah more power to you like everyone's body should be celebrated yeah. and loved. but then there's that and then there's like that thin line where yeah. it's then it's like when it becomes like, to, like a, yeah like a blanket statement essentially yeah well i guess that goes to the point that they're so big they can't really afford the time to ask each like individual female fighter it's like so is it okay for like she's boobs or like or we're just gonna go with the throwing hands part you know yeah but I think it's so funny too, because like like we'll talk about like somebody like Luke Rockhold. And now I purposely do this in front of guys. Like they'll say something, oh yeah, like well, not in the middleweight anymore, but you know, I'd like say something and it'd be like, oh my god, Luke. And then I'd like go off. And then I see them roll in their eyes and I go, yeah, but then if you do this about any woman, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, well, I don't, he's the one like like cute guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's really funny um, how men are like, oh, I don't objectify women, whatever. But then, like, when you're like, oh, Alan Jabon is so hot. Like, they're like, oh, do you have to talk about this? Like, yeah, seriously? His jaw that. can cut with diamonds, whatever. And then <laughs> they get weirdly offended by it. But and, all the and, time. and yeah, like, not to be like, Ugh. I mean, we're not like feminazis. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. We'll love men. We appreciate that. Like, if they didn't, if they didn't decide to want to see which martial arts discipline is the best out of all of them we would never be sitting yeah. here yeah, right now for sure yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah so it's like but but it's again it's like taking the good with the bad being able to hold two different opposing thoughts in your head but at the same time it's like well you do this daily like do yeah. you not notice like yeah. like the reason why maybe we over exaggerate this like objectification of like luke or alan or i don't know like israel adesanya because it <laughs> maybe listen and see how that makes you feel and then apply that to yeah the rest of the people you communicate but they don't yeah (laughs) well the thing is like it's one thing if like we're saying like it's one thing if that's that woman's sort of uh self-image you know yeah. it's like oh she wants to be presented that way like, yeah totally yeah. Like, i love it like, yeah all power to you. i respect her marketing game oh yeah she's on her shit her yeah. family is involved with her posting oh, yeah. the calendars and all of that yeah like, she's like awesome. ultimate thirst you get it like, you know yeah. yeah but then there's girls that i don't know like rose nama Yunus, who's also like her social game is strong but it's like yeah. completely different yeah. yeah she's posting video of her playing piano like all yeah. crazy and gardening or like her, uh, what was the, her composting um, like, yeah, 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 the yeah. Harlem Shake Challenge that was terrifying <laughs> just like standing there <laughs> yeah but I was like oh well and I'm glad that she eventually embraced that like her brand of weirdness because I know when she was doing the tough they like I mean I love that promo where she like does the roundhouse oh uh, yeah yeah it does and then cool. like it changes her color like I I think I really appreciate the like the production of it yeah yeah, she she's definitely that. You know, like she shaved her hair, and people were like, "Oh, grow your hair back!" Like you look like a boy, blah blah blah. You're a girl, and that's like you're never. Have you ever her. seen her do anything in the cage? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're in a place Jesus. to like. Dictate. Also, like, why do you need her hair to be that way? Because she's never gonna look at you. Because <laughs> yeah. who are you? She looks badass. I think she looks like awesome. Oh my god, she looks amazing. Like, when she shaved her head, I was like, "Whoa!" Like that Max Yeah, like it's so natural. You know, yeah. like if Pearl Gonzalez shaves her head, I mean, she's still gonna look fabulous and beautiful. But it's not gonna be her. Like she's more about really embracing that like 
find femininity and like with yeah. Rachel Ostovich too. Like, yeah. You look at her and you're like, this is just like a milf, you know? <laughs> like, and then, but then, like, but then you watch her fight and you're like, oh, yeah. she's like the that. duality is very staggering. Yeah, yeah. And I really appreciate the fact that she, I don't know, she doesn't shy away from it. She's like, yeah, like I'm hot. I don't know, like I'm not going to hide it. Yeah. But then, yeah, but like you said, there's some women that don't want to be like, that way and to yeah. kind of blanket that, like, oh, boobs, like ubiquitous. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it's important, you know, for me at Invicta when I meet the girls and I work with them and I make promos and I put all their content out. Like, I yeah. just want them to know that they can be comfortable being themselves. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's all you have to be is be yourself and be the best fighter that you can be. That's yeah. all yeah. that matters. None, nothing else matters. But if, yeah, if you being you is like posting hot photos or like being a gamer nerd or whatever yeah. the case may be, then like own it. It's like the sincerity of it. The, yeah. That's what really matters. Yeah. yeah. If so that's just, you, then own yeah. it. That's, and that's the honesty of it, which I think, you know, with fighting, it's like, we say this frequently, like when you are fighting, like you can't be fake. <laughs> there's, there's absolutely, because you're just going to get knocked out. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get kicked, yeah. submit it, whatever. It's just the ultimate, like, like you said, it's raw. Super <laughs> Every time. Yeah. So many films. Such a little, I'm crying while I'm editing, I'm crying while I'm filming. It's just so. But that level of empathy, that extra level yeah. is what allows you to create such personal and just like great content. Yeah, I just, I want to put everyone in their shoes, you know? Yeah. Like, we started this great series at Invicta called Through the Ashes, which I really appreciate yeah. Shannon, like, giving budget to do that. That's what I've been wanting to do for the longest time is tell individual stories because we have, like, women that are firefighters and police officers and astrophysicists and mm, like yeah. just nuclear radiologists that's nuclear yeah. radiologist yeah. that's a genuine she's got three degrees and like then there's some women that are just like awesome moms and like yeah. just crazy stories and women that have been through so much and like we need to tell these stories they're important and they matter and yeah totally uh, what makes it worth <laughs> it for me is that a lot of the girls like they've never seen yeah. themselves that way. Like yeah. when they see the piece, like Ashley Cummins wrote to me like, Oh my God, like I've never seen something like this on me ever. And I just like, it made like her they don't cry. know how great they are. Yeah. yeah. They just, cause nobody, unfortunately nobody gives them the time of day yeah. to make these pieces. So I, I just feel like I'm doing something really important with Absolutely. that. Even if it's just to give them the fighter that I'm doing mm-hmm. it on, just I not make them feel better, but just make them, realize how amazing they are yeah like understood um, or yeah that's yeah. the only thing that my, i don't give a fuck like how many people see it or or who watches it or whatever just that alone when they message me and they're that they cry or whatever <laughs> you know and that it just really meant a lot to them that that's yeah. all that matters for me to to that point i'm sure to bring it back to your uh compilation video days i'm sure that's probably why a lot of people did resonate with them and that's why you know you got very popular in that regard is that you said you were making them for yourself so mm-hmm. they were very personal yeah. and that level of i'm sharing a little piece with myself exactly there's like a gravity in all of those those videos um like down to like the songs that i chose and just all of those videos i tried to make it so just really personal versus like at that time everyone like i said new metal and punch yeah. face and that was it like yeah. it was just a bunch of action highlights there was no storytelling to it so i think those are the videos that kind of like stick around like when you go and watch because sometimes i'll just watch these like i we told you uh off the air that you know we have all these ideas of like fan videos to make and i'll be like oh my god no, 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 no. <laughs> write this out write this out this video i don't care if anybody watches it so that's why like you know when you told us your story initially yeah. i was just like 
oh my god like it's possible like somebody you know so i don't know there's like there's something to that i don't recommend that path guys like (laughs) it was a very hard path and nobody believed in me like i was working three jobs at the time while making highlight videos i was like eating on the bus because i had no time to eat anywhere and it was fucking ridiculous i was just eating ksc and then my jesus like it was garbage. But it's so impressive how you were like, yeah, even your school counselors like, what are you doing? But you're just like, mm, I know what I'm doing. Like, you you don't like, see yeah. my vision, but I see it. So, yeah. I mean, props to you for a lot of people quit kind of at that level. They don't be like, oh, everyone tells me I can't do something. So then they just yeah. it fizzles out. I mean, and, I'm not going to lie. There's many times where I wanted to quit because it yeah. was so hard. And, you know, like freelance artists, it is shite. Yeah. Um, I like just did random jobs. I quit and like tried to become a police officer and just so many things. But somehow, luckily, I always found my way back to yeah. this. And now I'm just in such a great place and I'm storytelling at such a amazing level with yeah. amazing people. And I feel very fortunate to be doing what I'm doing. Well, we are uh, very seriously grateful. <laughs> a contributing member to society. Like, yes. Yes. We want to give you the opportunity to like shout out all your social media handles, whatever you have, whatever you're excited <laughs> Don't about. follow me on social media. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, so I apologize. I know like you like to keep a. No, 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 it's not that, but like my Twitter is just so dumb. I love yeah, your Twitter. It's just so <laughs> stupid. I literally just <laughs> use it to rant. 99% of the time. Literally, you know, before you can like, take herb, yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just dumb, so many dumb things. I'm like, no one's going to hire me if they see this. Thank God I have a job already. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Even my Instagram, I'm like, no, before you came in, I, I told Nadia, I was like, oh, yeah, remember, we're not voting for Joe Biden. <laughs> and I was like, how do I know this? And I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I did that that tweet of like when a gateway to these nuts and like that shit is still like it's building up steam i'm like oh yeah. no i should probably delete this like, <laughs> like, oh, that's amazing it's like, um, yeah uh but yeah just yeah. this is say All whatever right. you want to say final thoughts wisdoms inspiration wisdoms um, whatever you want. tell people you your address if you guys. want Hell to the no. <laughs> <laughs> um wow okay social media you can find me at twitter and uh instagram if you dare to um, <laughs> I highly I recommend apologize before uh, my Twitter is Cynthia Vance and my Instagram I think it's Cynthia Vance JP yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because Cynthia Vance was already taken god damn it probably by a man probably yeah. by that guy who's JP for Japan that's where I'm from um I don't know. What, what am I supposed yeah. to say? Um, if you have any no. parting thoughts or nothing, <laughs> it's up to you. Let's talk about life, guys. I'm overthinking it. Now. Yeah. I'm stressed, you don't have to. We can, yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> it's whatever. Like I said, it's. Yeah. Yeah. If you have nothing, then uh, cool. Thank you guys. Awesome. No, thank you. This was like so, so cool. fun. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Don't take my path of making fan videos and hoping it'll work out. Because <laughs> I don't think we probably won't. That works for everyone. <laughs> it was not easy. I was just very lucky to meet a lot of amazing people that helped me yeah. throughout my career, honestly. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for people like Esther, Casey, Scott, Lazy the Savage, Zeus from Middle Easy. All of these people gave me incredible opportunities. Even 1FC, yeah. um, I thank them so much. They gave me an incredible opportunity, even though yeah. it was overwhelming yeah. <laughs> at that age. Um, but yeah, I didn't go to film school. I to learn on the streets yeah i took media classes in high school and middle school but Mm -hmm. i already knew more than teachers you know um yeah you don't you don't have to i mean it would be helpful like 
you know what a C47 is, you know. Wow, that's all I can call clock. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? When um, I met Nadia, she had her car was like rigged with C47s everywhere yeah. because her GPS like wouldn't like. Oh, like oh, it's, I was trying to like put my GPS in my car so I can like actually look at it, but uh, then the way my the actual layout of the console is, it was very weird, and so the way that I put the GPS so like it wasn't distracting me the cord was very errant so I'm like I'm on I'm a camera assistant I'm going to manage these cables and so I had like this whole random rig out of like C47s and then like ran the cable through oh my god as an above the line person you know like getting into our car I'd be like sorry (laughs) what is this thank you for listening to another episode of cage free chicks if you want to know more about us slide into our dms on instagram and twitter at cage free chicks c-h-i-x also please download share and leave us a review on itunes we would greatly appreciate it and if you want to be our next guest you can reach us by email cagefreechicks c-h-i-x at gmail.com until next time